Welcome to the Movement Made Better podcast, powered by Stick Mobility. We are your hosts, Dennis Dunphy and Neil Valera. Today's guests, we have Michael and Peyton. They are the owners of Gymnazo, which is in the, I guess, central coast of California. Is that the area? San Luis Obispo. San Luis Obispo. Right? Uh, for people that haven't been out here, it's a great little town. It's a great little area. It's right on the coast. It's fantastic. You'll love it. So if you're out here, you got to definitely check it out. I'll let them go ahead and introduce themselves and get a little background on them and their gym. Cool. Thanks, Neil. Thanks. Thanks, Dennis. So founder of Gymnasio, we've been in business for about the last decade plus. Started in essentially about 300 square feet and cool. uh, to a facility that's... 13,000, but really doesn't ma- matter at all at this particular point. <laughs> <laughs> My goal was to be a physical therapist, you know, since the eighth grade. That was it. Like, I want to be a master of movement. That's, that's what I thought what it was. And it was a hard hit to realize that I just never got in. Eight different schools, two different years in a row. Uh, I'm just not good with standardized testing and never had that confidence to build through it. And it was with this whole process. I just never gave up and realized that this education doesn't need to come from a DPT school. So it was blending fitness, which I loved it as a personal trainer all through college and blending movement with it instead of corrective movement. So that's what Gymnazo is. We take these two aspects and uh, put them together that make a very unique type of product where you can work your tail off and also fix shoulder pain or plantar fascia pain. And to have a trainer do that, and more importantly, a group of trainers yeah. that are all in the same coalition, as we'll use that term, you know, all coming together to hopefully create this blend and this new offering, this new vertical in, in the industry. So that's what Jamazo is. And that's what my focus is. And then Peyton certainly comes with her own very unique flair that allowed us to afford all these things. So my background in business consulting, and I felt fraudulent because I was running a bunch of client engagements, doing some cool stuff with them, getting them some results. But I felt like, gosh, I really haven't tried this on our business. I mean, I'm like coming home from a 16-hour day and Michael's asking me, great, cool. We got to hire some coaches. Can you put together some job descriptions? Can you help me figure this out? And I'm like so exhausted. And it just felt like right timing to join forces and really give his vision a shot. And his vision always was, I want to be, I want to help people in there with pain. And I want to take it and make it sexy because people hate restoration. Like yeah. good luck convincing anybody to slow down in their, they want a 45 minute workout. They want to get out of there. You've got to mm-hmm. convince them to stay for 15 more mm-hmm. minutes. And it's like this constant struggle where we know in fitness, we want to create sustainable services because lifetime value of the client is your moneymaker. It is not number of leads through the door. It is how long you can keep them active and paying you. That is what we need to be caring about. So it became, okay, this is really strategic. We've got to blend fitness and restoration, but people hate restoration. So we have to make it look and feel like fitness, period. We've got to give them what they need, but they only want a really hard workout. We just got to con them into doing some of this restoration work within this kind of circuit style hit training model and then grow it from there. And as soon as we did that, we doubled our revenue in 18 months. Like it was great. Wow. Yeah. And we had only added about 50 new members to our membership. So just exponential growth. We hit seven figures last year. We're still billing 60 grand a month right now, even in the middle of being closed, open, closed, open, online, in person, you know, all these different things. And we're not worried 
And I swear it's this model. It's the blending of restoration with fitness. And that's really what, if you're looking for an angle, a new way to reinvent your skill set, go all in on sustainable smart training. That's what I would say. Or is that a pitch? I don't even know. <laughs> that just felt right. That was good. I know talking to uh, talking to one of your coaches, Mitchell Schroth, who came to our core our level one and level two course. Um, I know you guys heavily invest in your coaches' education. Yeah. Is that right? They're the asset. Yeah. More than I mean, I'll let go of a facility, all the equipment, like those they will they will be with us. You can say those words in twenty nineteen. You say those words in 2020, you're going to be writing payroll every two weeks and hopefully not from your savings account, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we've got a chance to to live those values. But the, t- the team is the, is the asset. Yeah, most important tool, as we like to say it. Yeah, very true. I mean, it's... And I think for us, it was impressive to see... We love to see facilities and gym owners who understand the value of continuing education and really helping out their staff in making sure that they continuing to to develop as opposed to just leaving it on their own accord so to speak well yeah and the goal is that we all have essentially the same education you know not not cookie cutter in a sense Mm -hmm. but um we all have our baseline and it and then really it's a we 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 think it's so great because and i mean this in the most positive way you know mitch can go and learn something and then we we get to glean from that Mm-hmm. You know, we had, yeah, you watch them with clients and right. getting and, really cool breakthroughs. Yeah, and, every Tuesday we have a coach education, and they say, Hey guys, I, I just learned some amazing stuff with this Mopsic. Let me show you. And mm-hmm. we're like, Oh, sweet. So, you guys, you essentially taught Mitch to teach us, and now mm-hmm. you know, we're buying product left. You know, it's like it's this amazing flywheel of that. We're you know, we're only as, as intelligent as our least intelligent coach. Mm, great, yeah. When you come to Jamal's, you don't hire me, you hire the team. And that's kind of this whole process of it all. So yeah, it's just really, it's, it's a, it's an amazing environment. I just want to guide you guys part of it, basically. So you were saying there's a, there's a baseline kind of education or is it a certain philosophy or certification that, that you want all the coaches to have? Yeah, there's, there's one, there's one massive one. And then there's one that we've created our own selves and it's a blend. It's a spinoff of, of, of what it is. So Jamalzo, it's not just Jamalzo, but it's just, it's this mindset that multidimensional movement should be the cornerstone of all fitness, right? It's the principles of how the body works, right? It moves forward and back, moves side to side, moves forward educational. There's no arguing that. How you do it safely and effectively, well, there's certainly a lot of argument in that. But we believe that a multifunctional being, in a sense, must move in three dimensions appropriately and aggressively depending on the periodization of the pro- or the process of that of that person. And I know, I know you guys know that. I mean, it's, just, it's very simple just to see how we stretch and move a particular tool. But so we built an internship that we've been working off over the past 12 years now. And we actually just turned it into a certification, our own, where we realized a, a great coach is not just someone who's intelligent, knows biomechanics very well, but they can have this customer experience mm. that's five-star, that they have systems and dialed in, they have the paid inside of the whole dialed in. Because the hardest part about a trainer is that it's hard to be a personal trainer. Because if you're it's not isolated. working, if you're not working that one client, you're not getting paid. Yeah. So group training to us is the leverage. It doesn't have to be like massive 30 people. It can be semi-private with four on one. But this whole concept of personal training is really, a, it's like a, you're like, you're a, you're a slave to the trade. You want to take vacation, you really can't, you don't get paid anymore. So it's really, we're trying to blend this mantra of what we've done and say, wait a minute, there's education behind it, but there's systems behind it. 
Yeah. So that's called the multi-directional, multi-dimensional, excuse me, movement coach, MDMC. But beyond that, we're big advocates of the great institute of applied functional. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And that's our baseline. And the MDMC um, borrows from that. And, yeah. We uh, license some of their IP. Mm-hmm. We're the only third party providers. Oh, wow. That's wow. Awesome. So, that's fantastic. It's, it's integrated in this. Yeah, sense. because because it's just powerful stuff. For me, it was like one of the big killers in fitness businesses is that you build loyalty to one coach. Now I get you have preferences amongst coaches, mm-hmm. but it's dangerous to the business to create this loyalty around one coach. So there if you're we know people are loyal to their schedule more than the coach. Uh, but you want to mix the coaches up during the week at the same time frames so that it doesn't become the Kalina hour or the Mitch hour or the right. CJ hour. And so they gain trust with other team members. And so when someone's on vacation, it's not a problem. When somebody leaves, yeah, it's least- not a problem. When there's somebody new, they don't have them. They aren't stuck with the new coach that's trying to up their skills as fast as possible for the first few weeks. And so we created a system around how do you do that? How do you integrate a brand new coach who might not even have a kinesiology degree? And how do you get your your clients who have been with you paying you know $2,500 a year to train with you? How do you get them to trust an 18-year-old that just cruised in when they're used to getting kind of these higher level movement coaches. And so we, we obsessed about that for a decade. And then finally said, we should probably do something with this because we're kicking out quality coaches and our members have trust in when we put a new person on the floor. Yeah. So the, the concept is like, you know, instead of a, get a kettlebell cert, you can move a kettlebell a thousand ways. How about you just mm-hmm. train a coach to learn how to use that tool? Or use any tool. Or use any tool. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. right. So it was really cool. So it's now it's like, you know, we can take a mope stick or kettlebell and say, well, here's how we would use it. Like it's just, there's always going, like there's never like, oh, I, I get it. It's like, no, no, no. If there's, you think that you're dead in the water, right. there's you've always, always more to learn. And that's the cool thing is, you know, for you guys, you, you created something that is essentially this, um, it's me, the best inventions are the most simple, but it's only being, it's basically being enabled. It's just like, well, how do I use it in the transverse plane? Or how do we use it with gait? How do I use it with swing mechanics? Oh, interesting. I never thought about that. Now, so it's really cool. You grow the imagination. That's kind of what our baseline education is. They like understand biomechanics to as detailed a process as possible. Because then, then the world's free and you just match it to the mechanics of what you want. That's our understanding of it all. Yeah. I like the fact that you said imagination because that is something that is severely lacking. You just don't see it. The, the cre- lack of creativity or understanding of, okay, once I understand the base principles, then how can I spread that out even farther? Or how can I expound upon that? Right, like science and art, right? That's what, that's what yeah. industry is. It's science yes. and art. And I think science has been kind of too confined in a way. Therefore, mm-hmm. it's art. Open up the science, which is always there. Like no one, no one created 3D motion. You know, no one created the sagittal plane. Just it's yeah. all in there. Um, you're taught it in undergrad. Yeah, it's, it's like just the first bro- page. It's like the first page of kinesiology, you know? Yeah, but, but then push-ups, then it- pull-ups, sprinting. Like, if you start listing the common basic movement patterns, and it's all sagittal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pri- well, it's primarily, I should yeah. say, I, all. Yeah, I always look at the most, you know, what, what's the most popular fitness in, in the world still to this day, and I think it's still CrossFit, you know? And there's nothing wrong with CrossFit in a sense, but there's, there's certainly limiting factors to what they do and it's all vertical displacement right it's vertical motion 
horizontal. Yeah, so it's, but wait a minute. It's like, if you look at swinging, if you look at sprint, if you look at all the power sports, golf, baseball, throwing, hitting a volleyball, it's all rotation mm-hmm. or coiling. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Is there a gap? So we want to try to mine that gap, close it. You know, and trainers want that. I think that too bad, too too unfortunate for our industry. We kind of create this tribal mentality. Here's where you come in green. Mm-hmm. You've, you're stressing out to become some sales machine, but you secretly know you don't know enough to be really effective. So you're trying to collect all these certifications like a junkie, and you never execute <laughs> all of them. And then you sit there and feel like an imposter who doesn't know much. So then you create, find somebody somewhere that tells you you're good and you're loyal to them for life. Like you're like, you're a lifer now with whatever that person was that caught you in that moment that spoke something into like your life. And like, that's your crew. And now you're like upset about anybody that doesn't buy in. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. I think we could all learn a lot from each other. Well, I think that's one of the things that we take pride in with is the diversity of, of coaches that have taken uh, a hold of stick mobility is the fact that we have yoga instructors, clinicians, MMA coaches, strength and conditioning. They're they're across the board. And I think for us, that's a point of pride for us is the fact that we've been able to to break down some of those walls and to at least get some of these different modalities to start talking with each other and going, okay, I like this. Let me bring this into what I'm doing and vice versa. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and honestly, tip the uh, hat to you guys for bringing in mobility. That's not yoga. That's, like, you know, thank that's you. Because like, not everybody's into yoga. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah no. Yoga. But yeah. It, it is super niche. You got to like the, the clothing. You got to like the incense. I mean, you know, you got to like the music. <laughs> <laughs> you got to want to do stress. You got, you know, you got to do stress. But what if you, what if you're not, what if you need mobility, but you don't want to completely go into a Zen type mindset? I, I know there's a power of other types of yoga. You know, I'm just making a point. Yeah, yeah. general. No, oh, yeah. But what if you want to be out in this training facility and have yeah. some turf on, uh, underneath you with some rage against the machine rock? Great. Here's um, a stick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is bringing, it's, it's saying, you know, mobility is the next wave of training. Right? Sustainability, restoration. That's the wave that needs to crash. We got power figured out. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Yeah, a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think with uh, the demographic that does personal training, right, most of them need a lot more of the restoration than a ton of the power and ton of the high intensity stuff. I mean, they can mix it in there for sure, Mm -hmm. but the average paying clientele is probably anywhere from late 30s plus. Yeah. Or probably mid 40s, even. Yeah. I'd say our sweet spot's about 40 to 60. Mm, Yeah. when I talk about how we were able to double our business in 18 months, we went hard after the, after baby boomers that are typically want to live forever in their brain and their bodies just aren't there. And it's this clash of, wait a minute, I've sacrificed everything for my family, for my career, and my body's breaking and I'm not good with that. And so you catch in this vulnerability and it's like, well, hold on. What if we can make you feel like an athlete again, but we're taking care of you and you're actually feeling better? Yeah. And that's where I, I love mobility because of that. Well, it's that one piece because it's like you know, we said, I mean, you think of you know, the more technologically driven computer technology we get driven, the less we move this, this body of ours. Mm-hmm. And we know very well, if you get a 
tight fascial network, you're pretty much, you just keep getting your bubble gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And then you have to do one crazy move because you tripped on something or you, you pick up your Christmas boxes for the first time in 12 months, you know, and it's a little bit off to the side and you got to dip down a little bit more. It's in the attic. You get in this little twist. It's like, it's like, why do we throw our backs out picking up a toothbrush? Like, exactly. You know, like, yeah. Why do we do that? Well, it's not because we can deadlift 300 pounds, you know, sorry. <laughs> to me, that's like the new mobility is like, like the new power lifting, at least in my mind, you know, um, people will certainly argue against me on that one. But Well, I think the, the thing too is with, with us, we like that active mobility work, not the passive stuff. So we want you to really start to, to really control and own those positions that we're looking for you to get comfortable with that you're not comfortable with. Right. Gary Gray coined this term. Most stability. You don't want too much stability. You don't want too much mobility. You want most stability. Mm -hmm. And it's the active tension that we like to call it, or, you know, the tensioning through a range of motion, which that's it. That's the key, right? Isn't that, isn't that what athletic motion is? Yeah. So we get, we we get yogis in a sense that are too mobile and they're in pain. Oh yeah. They can't explode out of the stretches they can get into. So they've lost that. Right. And then the opposite is true. You get someone who's, well, let's just call him a desk sitter for 30 years. I I think, I think we've really done a good job. I'll say it again, exploring the ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. I think we need to start bringing them. Integration. Integration. Yeah. So back and forth through it all. Well, it's kind of like you had mentioned coiling a little bit ago. So you got David Weck talking about coiling right or wrong going attacking Stuart McGill who's promoted stiffness yeah you know and Neil and I have talked about well there's you need both right or wrong do you attack no we don't think so but you just say hey this is something that we think has just kind of been ignored a little bit too long yeah and I and I think what Pay mentioned like you're in this camp and you can't leave this camp you know, if you do a, you know, Stuart, you know, it's great. And the dude is a brilliant, brilliant professor, you know, a friend of mine was his student, you know, in Canada, mm-hmm. Canada. It's like, yeah, he's got, there's principles. You can get better doing a certain drill. You go, well, it always can get stronger. And that's a good thing. But if, uh, eventually it's going to reach a limit of capacity where you, you just, it's not going to exceed where if you get a David Weck, you know, which one of our coaches went to David Weck, and now we all un- understand it. You put someone in coiling who doesn't have thoracic spine mobility, you're going to throw their lower back out. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you guys, you guys are both crazy, but you're both brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calling each other one way or the other, you know, and yeah. So, which is, it's hard because you got to know it all. It's like, oh, man. So that's like, so, you know, instead of the certification junkie, it's like, you know, for us, we believe in, I guess we all have a certification. It's a fellowship. It's a mm-hmm. more than a certification, but understand the principles. I don't know. I'm a huge Elon Musk fan, like diehard. And he's a principle <laughs> first thinker. You know, it's like, what are the yeah. principles of rocketry, of electric motors, of you know, da, da. It's like, understand those. Understand the trunk and the roots before you understand the leaves. But Instagram is all about the leaves. You know, it's all that's really cool. It's, you know. Anyways, that's kind of our thinking about it. So now you guys are offering this, your course. Um, well, I mean, right now it's probably not live or is it live or live. How, does it, how does it work? It, it, it just went live like two weeks before COVID, which is great. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> On the other hand, yeah. uh, it's given us a cool opportunity with all our students to kind of realize for us, and maybe you guys can relate to this, is information's just not enough. Like you should never buy it. Right. I would almost say... And I'm always saying bold things if you haven't picked up on that yet. But uh, I would say you should never buy information for information's sake. Even if it's CEUs, just 
that's just checking a box to make you feel good. But if you don't know how to use it and actually take it into your training, take it into your business, you're missing a transformation. Knowledge should equip you to transform, to create change. And we do that through accountability. And so for us, we really created this great informational experience. And then we said, we have to now transform it. And we'd, we had created it to do in-person certification. Right. Just right. right you guys so then the pandemic hits and we go, okay, well, we were going to make them train people live so we could watch and make sure and verify, like you put our logo on, it's going to be really quality. And then we said, well, now we've got all our clients online doing virtual live training with us. We can still give them that experience. So now we have people getting certified online, training our students or our um, Our clients online and getting live feedback on their coaching style. And so that's been kind of fun. Yeah, it's been absolutely like crushing in a sense. Like, wow. They're so nervous. Right. They're like so nervous. But but that's their job. You know, that's their job. So we took a page from, from, from Mike Boyle. You know, and he did a great job saying, you're not going to get certified unless you literally pass the test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the test, the in-person test. Yes. You yeah. Know? And I'm like, yeah, that's the, you know, it's kind of like this whole, we can dive into it in a second. You know, this whole, like, you have to have a license. Yeah. You got to be good enough. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be clean enough or sanitary enough. What are, you know, we'll talk about that. But, you know, this whole concept is like passing a written test is not good enough. It depending on the, the certification of the course. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, like, yeah, you're not going to get the brand name. Because you know, our goal is it's like this whole new vertical. Right? You're a, anybody can be a trainer. In the state of California, you get your general liability insurance. You can call yourself a trainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's creepy. That's 144 bucks a year. That's mm-hmm. not. I mean, come on. That's just that's miserable. You know, for all those amazing trainers out there, you're lumped in that same category. And we're paying the price for that right now yeah, as an industry. That's tough. That's really tough. So how do we create? How do we create this? Kind of like this standard where people know the difference between a Ford and a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. How do they know the difference versus no one knows the difference? So it's creating this standard of systems, accountability, and then capability, right? Verifiable capability that our clients who are used to our coaches, they're used to the Mitches in a sense saying, yeah, I can see it. Sweet. You're in. And there's always the ongoing debate in the industry is do we standardize testing? And if we do, who does it? Who's in charge of it? You know, we get conflicting answers. You know, some people are, you're either all for it or you're typically not for it at all. So there's, what do you guys yeah. think about that? I think if you can, if you can get your education wherever you want, right. And then you take this test and, you know, practical written and practical. And that shows that you can perform, you know, whatever the standards are, then you should be good to go. But yeah, you should be allowed to take you know, do your education wherever you want. Yeah, I, I think I think the one thing that standardization would do is bring more legitimacy to our industry, mm-hmm. because I think the average person takes what we do very lightly. And I say that because when you tell somebody that you're a trainer, how many times have people asked you, oh, what else do you do? This is my career. And they're like amazed that you actually make a living doing this. And you're like, no, I do really well, actually. And so I think that having that standard would force people to lift themselves up in regards to lifting the floor of our industry, so to speak. Yeah. And I think it's, it's prime for that opportunity, especially now when there's a, there's a, 
hard reset. You know, mm-hmm. un- unfortunately, a lot of businesses that are out of business, mm-hmm. 40, 30, 35% of fitness businesses have already closed. I heard that so in right August. Yeah. Um, and I'm sense that the end of this year going into January is going to be a real cleaning house all over again for people that have just been waiting and waiting. And we're going for another 12 months on this is my guess. Yeah. I think we need to lock in for what are you going to do for the next 12 months? If you can't figure out, like I would just hate for people to burn through these loans and then mm-hmm. not make it and then have this debt. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting. Um, I'm a massage practitioner. So that's okay. a, it's, it, it isn't a license in the state of California. It's called the certification, but even though it's like a license mm-hmm. and I had to go to 200 hours of base level 200 hours. And most of it was being ethical and being clean, sanitary, mm-hmm. taught you a technique that, you know, just the basic Swedish massage. But like to, to me, like if you go to a good, uh, a good massage therapist, they don't do Swedish massage. They do something totally different, which goes to your point, you know, is basically it's like, yeah, ed- you can get education anywhere. But I think as a, as an industry, we need to know ethics and safety. You know, maybe maybe general anatomy in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. At the very least. Mm-hmm. But other than that, good. Now you're safe. Now you're ethical. Now you know at least you know what a well, quad is. You know, under the cases. What were you talking to? A and yoga team. Go for it. Get specialized equi- you know training, and da, 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 then the world's open for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I we a friend of mine was really excited because she got 500 hour yoga teacher kind of certification level, and she felt really accomplished. Which mm-hmm. yeah. 100 hours of time. And she could say, now she knows how to name four quad muscles. And I'm like, wait, it took you 500 hours to name these four. I mean, it's just obviously I'm joking. There's learned, but the concept was like, we need to have a reset on, yeah, you should know what to name these muscles, but it's not just that. How do they move? What do they pull? If they're tight, what happens and where and what happens? You know, it's just this yeah. chain reaction by mechanics and so many different things. And yeah, so I, we I'm have not, just yeah. a variety of what yeah. we consider quality education experiences out there. Yeah. And I think personally, I'm in favor of standardization, even though I know I'm not going to agree with everything they believe. Mm-hmm. So you're going to almost need to study the test to take the test to then go and practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm at this point, I was totally like against absolutely not wild okay. west. Let's do okay. it. But now we're realizing. That's why we're why shut we're, down. That's only, at least in California, you know, for those of you listening who are not, you know, it's flat out. Ursa did a complete legislative. They talked with the state centers. Da, 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 they said, you're shut down because you're uncontrollable. Yeah, there's and no licensing. Why, yeah, there's no, and that's why salons are still open because you need a license to do it. And they can revoke it if you don't comply. They can't revoke us. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's just that simple. Yeah, it's the first time we're really seeing the advantage of, of being more organized. And that's a great point, because that's something that I don't think a lot of people ever thought about. And until you brought it up f- with us, we had never thought about that being a major reason why we're not allowed to open, you know, and we're one of the first places to be closed. For us, it was more of, we thought it was the lack of understanding between a specific style of training facility versus a big box gym. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. You know? And that's so it, where you can control in a small environment, you have better standards of control as opposed to a big box gym, which is much more, you know, willy nilly everywhere. That's really interesting. So Ursa, they, they manage mostly of big box gyms, right? Mm-hmm. That's really their, who they represent in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, yeah, there were, there were, their response was, 
they know that health starts with fitness. There's no surprise that in, in that, you know, that, that we are the first line of defense and health. But unfortunately, and case studies are not pulling from gyms, you know, pulling from gatherings, parties, restaurants, more so, definitely bars. They're not coming from gyms as much, right? And it's actually not even yes, close. Social gatherings is far, far more yeah. of what they're seeing. And even, you know, I, I dig into our, our local politics with the county here, in a sense. And you can, I go to their meetings, their virtual meetings, and you can read right between the lines. They're like, fitness is so important. We've got to get the parks open, da, da, da. Uh, we got to get tested, you know, da, da. but they know how important it is. Mental health, even our, our, our mental health specialists, like, yeah, it's so important to keep fitness up but we can't open our gyms. It's, yeah. It's that simple. It's yeah. It's just, it's almost like, like really like you guys know how important this is, but I know. And anyway. I've seen restaurants where, you know, they have their, their outdoor seating and it's a, it's a fully enclosed tent, but it's outside. And you're like, well, how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got 12 foot ceilings and two giant 14 foot fans and, you know, roll. I mean, the, got more. Exactly. Air. It's just fascinating, but it's fascinating because it's teaching us something. There's opportunity mm-hmm. in it right? No matter what. Yeah. Discomfort. We know this. We are literally as, as entrepreneurs, we are in a hard workout in our careers right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we're going for round after round and we don't know if we have more in us. And it's like, you've got to, because you're building, you're getting, you're going to grow from this because this discomfort is creating this opportunity for you. Yeah. And so I just look at it as like, hey, we're actually having to live what we tell people to go through as athletes. Like this is an athletic event for entrepreneurs. That's a great point. That's a great point. Uh, well, you guys have made adjustments. So have you done more of outdoor, moving everything outdoors? Uh, gosh, we should probably go through the timeline of what we've done. <laughs> okay, oh, okay. All right. Okay. Five. So you, you kick it off and then I'll, I'll finish it. Okay. So for some reason, last March or February, I started hearing about this coronavirus 19. Like this is a real thing. Public opinion is massively shifting. Like within five days, people were really scared from when we first heard about this. <laughs> and then it was like, I just knew it was going to go for a very long time. And so I just know people buy and freeze memberships on emotion. And when they're Mm -hmm. terrified, they make rapid decisions and then they stand by it because they don't want to feel stupid. So then it was like, okay, we have a window here. We've got to catch this before anybody was acknowledging like, this is a real problem. We were like, we need to build an online, all of our services need to pivot online by Sunday. And this was Friday before we went to sell shelter in place. We filmed all weekend. Sunday at 1 PM was like my target. We have to have an email in people's inboxes by 1 PM because they're going to start freezing their memberships and they did and we just had like two emails come in at like 12 50 going i'm thinking i'm gonna switch my membership and i was like send 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 on the email you know and it hit it goes out and we didn't have a single cancellation for like four weeks we held our membership at full price everybody went online we created a facebook group we were doing a morning show from our pajamas in the morning with our babies because (laughs) people are isolated and lonely and like it's us or netflix like let's just make it fun we had so many fun things we were doing kettlebell workouts for people facebook lives facebook lives but but only for the paid member group So the, and we kept our entire team on staff. Like we really just did a few things different, but it kept us totally powerful as a team. Yeah. Kept us, kept us proactive versus reactive in a sense. Mm -hmm. And that was, and then our Facebook group was like our forum, right? It was our discord. 
you know, and now we have over 450 pre-recorded or recorded workouts on our Facebook group that are oh. access to. So the whole goal is like, keep them going. And then we created our own equipment bundle yeah. and mobility, mobility is in it, you yeah. know, Viper pros in it, you know, trigger points in it. You know, so people, cause we realized we weren't leaving. So we built our programs to go with exactly that equipment bundle. So now those people working in facility at park outside or virtual are literally doing the exact same workout because they have the same equipment. So that was a revenue. But that's because process. we knew about six weeks into body weight workouts, people oh, were just gonna... desperate to get their hands on. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And for us, it was like, okay, well we have members paying not, you know, 99 bucks a month. We have members paying 600 bucks a month. Like how do we solve for this range in their memberships? And then it became very apparent that we have an Amazon fulfillment house of equipment like that we need to put in people's homes in their hands, make them feel VIP, get them equipment and don't like keep their membership active. That was the entire goal and just over deliver as much as we possibly could. And so that was fun. Yeah, that was good. As we were waiting for our shipment to come in from you guys, Michael actually tried to, you went to, to, PVC pipes and like oh, I should, I should show you, you he should show you it's hilarious. <laughs> like he was full and then like everybody got like their little PVC pipe version and then like they could sub out when we got the order. But we were doing we were making moves to keep people yeah, feeling cared about. You guys had it. You had a rush. Like, yeah. You, know, you had a rush. And uh, what are you gonna do? You know, people need to keep on going. Anyways, real quick. Yeah. It was obviously one inch PVC, you know, which I know mm -hmm. the plastic compounds different what you guys have mm -hmm. for proprietary, I'm sure. And then I got that shrinking, I anyways, I got this shrinking um, rubber that's like electrical and I put a little black cap on it. And I tell you what, you know, I was channeling you guys. Was, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably like our version one. <laughs> More than likely. Anyways. Well, they knew it because as soon as version two was, uh, was ready, they yeah. were swapping out. Swapping. So. <laughs> are still out in, in circulation just to yeah now we have a bunch that. of you know, yeah. hype. anyway so that yeah so then we did the equipment bundling then we were allowed to reopen i think at 10 percent capacity but thankfully because we we're such a large space we could function almost as normal which was an interesting yeah. insight to me as the person that runs all the numbers going what we're functioning on 10% capacity, but we've just found a way to monetize different sessions we're around the clock we have it's crazy. But so anyway, so we did that. Then we had to go into hybrid. And so then we were one coach training people virtually through a television screen, as well as people in person around them in their little workout pods. Yeah, that was oh, oh. So the coaches, I mean, talk about like a massive escalation in your skill set. Yeah, because yeah. people in the Zoom link, yeah. they can't hear with the banter behind them. So they're filling in the gaps. They're trying to make sure that the music isn't too loud, but it creates a cool atmosphere and environment. And it allowed the virtual attendees to feel like they were part of a group with from the safety of their home if they were concerned about that. So we, but that was crazy. I mean, the coaches were uncomfortable for a week. And then they were like any, like all of our coaches, like anybody change sucks. And then you adapt. adapt. That's what yep. we humans because that's how we've survived and it's always how it goes. So that was an uncomfortable week for them, but they crushed it. And then we had to do park workouts and then we did hybrid park workouts. And then we went all inside 
And virtual. And virtual, yeah. So now currently we have, well, yeah. before this. And now we're just outside. One, yeah. Virtual. So it's in-person, virtual, and then, um, and now we have a, about an outdoor, probably about 8,000 square foot like parking lot that has no parking spaces, just flat. And then uh, we, we just, we bought every horse stall mat in the county. <laughs> Every, Those things go fast. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They go fast. Yeah. So we bought like, I think like 47 of them. And then that was like your little training pod, right? Don't mm-hmm. leave your two rubber mat zone because then you're socially distanced and da, da, da. But that wasn't good. You know, people are not, it's just, it worked for a time being. And then we went outside again, right? Just recently. We're like, let's just full go for it. So we have 120 yards of turf. We just brought it outside, lined it with rubber, shipping containers that open up. And then we'll, we'll kind of, we made our own training arena and that's just going to be permanent. We said, forget it. We're always going to train outdoors and indoors when we can, but forever we just expanded our facility. Cause kind of this point, like you get so much tossed around back and forth. You just want to go in one direction and hit it hard versus jumping back and forth. But And that's hard right now yeah. in our local area because there's a fitness coalition forming that's basically saying, sorry, we will not close indoor and we will continue yeah. to uphold the CDC sanitation standards. We will hold ourselves to a collective standard where we believe we're safe, but we believe we're the front lines and we're not pivoting back out outdoor for the duration of the pandemic is what the yeah. website says. And then you have to put your name there. And we were totally caught going, do we sign? Do we not? Ultimately we have not put our name on it. And a large part of that is because we, the city council is our, our membership, <laughs> like oh. the critical people in the county, in the city, like they, they attend here. Like this yeah. isn't, we don't get to keep it under the radar necessarily. And we just kind of want to play the long game. And we don't think pissing off the county is going to be the way to do that. Not, not in the long but to game. each their own. I mean, right. we've certainly empathize. Yeah. So, so we, yeah. we have business locally that it's like, if we don't stay open, we then we just close. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is it. We can't afford to, to, yeah. to lose memberships. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that we're seeing more of with our peers is more like a kind of Corona fatigue. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Alan Cosgrove, I saw his interview on the local NBC LA affiliate talking about, you know, you, you tell me to hold up these standards, I do it, and then you still close me down. You know, how am I supposed to survive? You know, Mike Boyle has talked about on his strength podcast about, you know, possibly civil disobedience in regards to, you know, if the city closes us down, do we follow, do we follow in line? You know, and so I think it's 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 interesting to see when you have industry leaders, you know, uh coming out and saying this stuff, you're kind of like, mm, all right, you know, gives yeah. more validation to those opinions. <laughs> I mean, they're, true. they're spot on in my opinion. It's just at the end of the day, do you want to get charged a thousand dollars a person for everybody that's in your facility that they cruise by and figure out? So, and it's just, do you want to yeah. go to jail? Like, I mean, there's precedent all over the country of cases where you're like, this doesn't seem like what I want to go through mm-hmm. if I don't have to. Yeah, but it's all, it's all scared. It's so funny because sometimes they just do nothing. You're like, yeah, then why weren't we doing this in the beginning? Like, I'm yeah. so fascinated about our local county because if the county doesn't do anything. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, what are you guys going to do now? All the restaurants go back, all the fitness, you know, that's pretty much it. It's like, what if they, it's, I don't know, it's really, it's drama. Like, it's, it's just, total drama in the 
entrepreneurial yeah. world right now. Yeah, especially like uh, CrossGrove and Boy. Like those are you know, exact. You know, the, how many people follow them and listen to them? Yeah. And well, it, I think well, for, it's, we know we understand the benefits, so it's kind of right. Exactly. Yeah. It's not but, like wrong. You know, sense. I think the tough part is is the business owner as opposed to wearing the hat of the business owner versus wearing the hat of the general population. Right. Yeah. Well, nobody understands. I, I mean, it's crazy how I think theoretically people know it's hard. It's hard. I mean, it's really hard. It's beyond hard. Yeah. This is, this is, this is really yeah. shifting who's in it for real and who was in it because it was a cool opportunity and the timing was right. They were excited about it. It's really weeding us out. And I'm not happy about that, quite honestly, because you know how hard it takes to grow a business. You don't want to see anybody lose it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it was like their hobby business. I still don't want them to lose it. Definitely making people sweat. We're yeah. seeing pictures around us and it's sad. Yeah, that's a tough part. Yeah. And with the whole industry, I mean, right now, if you're a new trainer, like you're pretty much screwed. You can't, you can't get into this right now. Gosh. Yeah. Unless you're, unless you yeah. differentiate, I still, well, it, it, the, we look at, yes, if you're going to get into a traditional model training, in the parks and things like that, I think you're spot on. However, I do think again, with every time, with every downturn, right. There's always an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. You, you buy stocks when the market's crashing, oh, yep. you know, yep. like kind of the, the whole moth, you know, mantra that we're at. Mm-hmm. So, but you can step into the virtual game because yeah. the virtual game is completely lackluster. You know, really totally lackluster. Totally lackluster. I mean, you get a nice software to operate underneath. You can throw some images up, some timer clocks in, you can integrate some music. Uh, again, you have to get in front of the audience, right? No question yep. on that one. But I think the opportunity, you know, we've been thrust 10 years, a decade in the future when it comes to fitness. And, through um, the pandemic and what i love it's about accelerated it, us. yeah and what i yeah. love about it like as a trainer as i was talking about like it, it's a slave job in a sense right you're mm-hmm. always working you're always working you're always working then you don't work you don't get paid it's like mm-hmm. how do you get this leverage now i mean we literally have a client in africa mm-hmm. no joke no awesome. joke trains with us at 7 a.m our time it's his 5 30 you know whatever you know the time is it's really yeah. it's like that would never have been possible Mm-hmm. I got a client in Boston. I got two clients in, in Boston. Yeah, we're, it's fun. All word of mouth. You could never well, lose so- a client now because right. how many people <laughs> facility and go, I wish you could keep training. If I could just take you with me, it's like, oh, you well, can. you can. Yeah, yeah, we had two clients move away. They're still training with us. Yeah. Like, so yeah. it's like, it's a, wait a minute. Like, I think there's an opportunity here to never yeah. lose a client or lose 50% less clients. Yeah, we, we've lost hundreds of clients just because they've moved away. It's like, wow, this is like really cool. Now you can start training. I don't know. It's like, you can't see where I'm, I'm going. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's kind of funny because technology, we blame technology for making people poor movers, but yet technology maybe is the one thing that's going to save us okay. from a business, from a business standpoint, All because right. you're going to have, you got to kind of evolve and use that right. advantage. Yeah, and to give you guys credit, you know, I'm like I said, we have those sixteen true stretches. Those things are three hundred pound, twenty five hundred dollar pieces of equipment. How do we do our mobility sessions that are super popular? We pivoted. We said, how mob sticks, four points of contact. What else do you need? Right, exactly. A chair, a bench, a doorway. You're you're dialed, and we run it virtually now. Entirely virtually. Yeah. So it's really this, again, it's super hard to get in, but I think it's almost a good thing now because we want quality go-getter grit type trainers. 
to get into the market. Yeah, you know, and this like is a time to, to, to invest in like what do, what do companies do in downturns? The ones that oh. crush it are the ones that double down on R&D. R&D, mm. research and development. What is that for the individual trainer? That's your education. That's your skill set. Like I, I would say bet on you every day and go hard on a skill sets that are going to set you apart from the washboard ab 17 year old who looks great on Instagram, but can't quite get anybody else the same results because mm-hmm. yeah. it works for their body. And unless they're attracting people with their exact body type and love for their specific kind of movement, they're just, they're hitting that ceiling and you don't need to be t- defined by that. Yeah. It's just truth. Yeah. Most people cut growth in hard, hard times. And the companies that really grow are the people who do the opposite, you know, really invest in, in, in the whole process. So yeah, again, it's an opportunistic time. You just have to have the grit, right? You gotta be, you gotta be okay to take some pain. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's our, it's our uncomfortable level. Like you said earlier, it, this is the part of pushing through and having to take that extra stress, but being able to just figure out my key mantras has always been adapt, improvise, and overcome. I mean, those three things, you know, that's what life is all about. Adapt, improvise, and overcome Yeah, in anything. Yeah. And yeah. even, even I look at companies that are completely in, like product driven, like you guys are in terms of, of your actual, you know, of your product, you guys had to adapt. Over- oh, yeah. Yeah. To that Big time. Because you had, you had demand up to the roof and like opportunities right here. Yeah. You had to For- get. You had to really, you had to make some phone calls. You had to push some people. I need more faster. What was interesting for us is taking the, taking and putting free classes on social media, on Instagram was really, I think the thing that really propelled us Mm. because once the lockdowns happened, we said, Hey, we need to give people something. And, And, and so boom, let's give them free classes and let's get more eyeballs on the company yeah. And as soon as we did that, I mean, things for us started upticking big time. Yep. And then we and then we created an online platform for our certification too. Yeah. yeah. For you guys. I was yeah. gonna ask about that. I'm pretty sure you had, but yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that took us a while to get going, but well, now that it's launched, picking up momentum. And so once again, it's just understanding how do we use technology to our advantage right now? Right. And and how do we get, let people know that we're there for them? Mm-hmm. And I think those are the two things that people want to see. Yeah, well, we got some buddies at Mind Body. It's a kind of that online software program a lot of fitness uses and salons, and they continue to say how they are seeing less and less or less trainers than they would have assumed going online. Still, really, it, still. like still just like resisting the online, hmm. and you're going bummer right about now because. Yeah. You know, there was sort of this, well, maybe we can kind of w- figure out the park beach workout. Like, can we get flexible with it? Because people, yeah, 76% of, of awesome. customers want to train in person. That is true. But mm-hmm. w- working out from a consumer standpoint is up 88% since the pandemic. People are moving more than they were before. So it's like, you're whoa, hold on. There's so much opportunity right now, but you've got to be willing to look at your thighs on a screen 
because for most female trainers, that's the part or the voice that they have to hear. And they're like, oh, I sound horrible. It's amazing how self-critical these beautiful humans are. It's like, these are beautiful humans and they're just not into the video space. But it's like, that is the opportunity. So to me, if you're a new trainer listening to this, get yourself on a screen, get some really cool tools and knowledge underneath you and get after it because people are going to continue to find a lot of value online. They might supplement it with in-person eventually, but mm-hmm. supplements, the keyword supplement. supplement yeah. 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 Even Peloton, most Peloton users are supplementing. It's that simple. It, and what it, did they say? Most Peloton users still have one or two fitness memberships yeah. in addition. In, in, in addition. Yeah. So that's, I mean, the consumers just want convenience, but they don't, they want the motivation. And mm-hmm. that's where online is struggling outside of creating like a, I think Peloton is doing a pretty good job on the motivational side. People are really excited about what they're, what they've done. The average trainer is struggling to create energy. Cause they're people, people, they need, yeah. Them. You know, they, uh, yeah, they need face to face feedback. Yeah. And, and the screen yeah. is robbing them. So like they have to become this little showboater to try to create this energy response from people. And it's like, they're exhausted. That's what we saw with our team. As yeah. soon as we went from all virtual, right. For the first like 12 weeks of the pandemic, and then we were allowed to do 10% inside. It's like, oh. boom, their energy was back, you know? Oh, interesting. Forgot how much they were getting the feedback. It's like a yeah. comedian talking to no audience. Mm, true. Yeah. 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 Where's this, where's this banter? So, but the cool thing is they're bringing it back now because we found other ways to, now, now we can communicate. So anyways, software is amazing, right? There's still, but with anything, it takes practice. You can right. get good at talking to yourself. <laughs> Honest. <laughs> I mean, yes. yeah, actors do you it just have to say, this is the weirdest thing. I, I never thought I'd be doing this, but there you are giving people a motivational pep talk, like from your phone. Yeah. People are writing you sweet messages going, you got me through some really dark times. And you're like, thanks, because that's keeping me going too. Yeah. And what I love about this virtual, you you guys have a a virtual product that's, you you, you have it forever now. Yeah. Now your product, let's say your certification is $500 just to keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it wasn't. It was really, it was really $1,000 because they had to play their flights, their Mm -hmm. travel, their their food. So you're saving people a hundred percent of the cost of your certification. It's mm-hmm. a big deal. And that's a really big deal. Investing in someone's time. We did a Tony Robbins thing. I mean, talking about the most ultimate in-person seminar type of person, right? Mm-hmm. Flat out said, I'm not going to go in person anymore. So he's doing all virtual. hundred percent. Yeah. Cause he can fit, he can reach 9,000 people. And he doesn't have to rent the Dodgers stadium. Like yeah. and he's sitting there going, this is pretty great. And He just wants to touch more lives. I mean, he's in that fourth quarter in his life and he's all about impact. So he's like, this is clearly the way to go. This is scales. He was literally just a few blocks over from his house, like in this studio that that he built. I mean, Grant has a billion dollars to build it, you know, but still the concept, you know, it's at that level, the highest level in a sense of Mm -hmm. an R-type people. And he's saying, I'm done with in person. Wow. That's saying something. Yeah. I so. say go all in on figuring out how to deliver some kind of virtual experience. Figure it out. You got literally, I mean, you have things to lose, but you have another 12 months to knock it out. Right. And then I think from there, it just becomes part of your suite of services. I think for a lot of trainers, it's lack of understanding of technology in some <laughs> cases. And then, like you said, it's also 
just lack of confidence in front of a camera because we experienced that. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny because you think about, you see bloopers from actors and you're like, how hard could it be? And then you literally put that camera in front of you and you're like, holy (laughs) shit. You're like, what is this? You're like, you have no idea what you're saying. Yeah. Editing is a powerful thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's hysterical. But you put the mic on, you're like, in your head, you're like, okay, I'm going to say this stuff and it just doesn't come out. Doesn't yeah, I totally so when Michael was supposed to shoot our first on-demand workout series, right? So it's like okay, seven-day reset is what we called it. Seven days of workouts, alternating strength, cardio, and a mobility workout. Like we kind of mm-hmm. this whole thing. And he comes in on a Saturday because he's still training full time. And like, I'm like, okay, great. He's gonna carve out five hours. You're gonna have a video intern plucked right out of the high school. Like he's in there just kind of geeking out in the background, making sure everything works. And Michael comes back after five hours. Five hours. And I'm like stressed out, mom, like ready for some support. And he rolls in and I'm like, so how'd it go? And he's like, really good. I think that I got about five minutes of... And I was, I mean, my it looks could kill. Mine was not a good look. <laughs> you learned really quick, you know, that two-hour Marvel movie that you watched. Oh. Took eight months. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The back-end producing is way more than just getting the content put together, but there's a learning curve for all of it. So I think for some coaches out there, if you lack this the technology part, then I think you have to pull the string and, and partner up with somebody that has that strength. Mm-hmm. Right. Or in I mean, our case, I'm the quick start, which is get it done now. Start, start, start everything. All the mm-hmm. ideas go. And you're a refiner perfectionist. Hence the five hours for the five minutes, <laughs> really good. Five minutes <laughs> probably put pumped out way less quality and a lot more of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's just everybody kind of has their pros and cons. So mm-hmm. I think partnership is good too, because I kind of light the fire under you and you put out better content. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just kind of goes to each their own. Yeah. And for another amazing selfless plug here, you know, the MDMC program teaches you how to go online. Oh, very nice. Oh, very good. Very so nice. The whole new module when it happened. Yeah. Like, oh crap. We got to rebuild this thing or add to it. Cause it's like, and, you're doing it, you're figuring out in real time. And there are people sitting back worried how it's going to uh, go, but you just proved that you could hold memberships at full value. You're doing something right. Go teach it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you have any YouTube videos I watched on what camera to buy. Oh, the whole oh tables, really? like, five oh. hours worth. <laughs> it was more. It was, <laughs> it was bad news. And you know, thank goodness for Amazon prime. I, I returned thousands of dollars of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like five cameras and test all five of them and i'm like what are we doing just okay so what's the golden setup there he does have a golden setup styled he literally yeah don't see behind this screen is pretty intense what um so what camera did you get uh i'm curious because we're we're looking for an upgrade we're looking for an upgrade on cameras it's gonna the answer it depends right that's always the answer but it's the lens yeah it's all about the it's all about the right lens so real quick uh alpha 6100 is the best high-end budget alpha sony alpha 5100 not 4k but it's 1080p is what most internet is anyways um but then but the lens what the lens so if you can do close shot like this kind of stuff 
than the Sigma, right? I want to get the Sigma 16 millimeter 1.4 aperture. Okay. This real cool, like blurry blends. Like it focuses in, then we go. Oh, oh. And back home. Oh, that. oh. <laughs> that would be my that would be my go. But then you gotta get the cables. Then you gotta get the the yeah. ecam converter to make it into a webcam. Uh, it's but we'll we'll talk more. We'll, yeah, what? Well, yeah, list on it. Yeah, we got a quick list. We'll just send it to you. Okay, just okay, <laughs> that works. Oh, yeah, that's great. Awesome. Twenty five hours. <laughs> <laughs> so uh please let people know where they can get a hold of you guys uh social media emails whatever wherever they need to be able to reach out to you yeah, yeah. so we have instagram is um at gymnazo edu and that's a great place to connect with us we also have as a uh, coach if you're in the if industry you're a coach, yeah that's where reach out to us that's a good one we also have a facebook group that's uh private it's free it's for trainers to kind of learn from one another and that's Next Generation Trainer. And you can go into Facebook, search that, and you'll find us. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. com. If, if you want to just kind of see how we run our business to other consumers. But if you're a trainer out there, yeah, gymnazoedu.com. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, I know uh, personally, I'll be, you know, I plan on seeing you guys in early January because I'm doing a uh, little workshop demo for Richard Diaz January 10th. So oh. maybe I'll just take a drive down the coast and pop in and see you guys. Yeah, Please. I'd love to see you. So, yeah. yeah, so fantastic. Well, thank you again for coming on. We really appreciate it. Great information for uh, trainers out there that are struggling. I think you have some. You got some great ideas here and things to work on to help keep you keep your head above the water, folks, until until all this finally comes to an end, so to speak. And then, uh, so until next episode, be good to each other.